Sessions Upbeat with beatboxer, musician, speaker, and show host, Parker K. Hey everyone, welcome to Upbeat, and thank you very much for being here and for listening in today or watching. I guess if you're watching this from YouTube or from the website, parkercane.co, thanks for watching. Appreciate it. Uh, this is such a cool episode today, you guys. Oh my gosh, I interview someone who is just competing on a TV show on Netflix, which is amazing. And, you know, I've never said this before on the podcast, I don't think, but I'm a huge fan of reality TV competition shows like CBS Survivor, Big Brother, the new one on Netflix called The Circle. I love shows like that. I think they're fun. They're fascinating. They're interactive. I love the strategy that goes into it. And of course, we all got to love the drama that, it, that they drop in those episodes, right? Uh, well, today's guest is, well, and before I say it, sorry to leave you hanging. I mean, I'm sure you can tell from the title or the picture on the website or whatever, but I wanted to first get this out of the way. Here is your official spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Because if you have not seen season two of The Circle on Netflix, then what I'm about to say is a spoiler. I'm sure we drop spoilers all throughout the episode. So there's your official warning, okay? Today's guest was a finalist on season two of The Circle on Netflix, which is the newest season, and it's out now, so definitely go check it out. And if you haven't seen season one either, that's another one that I'd highly recommend. But today's guest is Lee Swift. And he played in the circle as a catfish character named River. And we get into this more, like kind of how the show works as we go through this interview. But the basic rundown is it's a social experiment TV competition show with a $100,000 prize at the end. And how it works is the contestants live by themselves in an apartment completely isolated with no access to anyone or any of their, I guess, original personal belongings. They've got like some arts and crafts and stuff, but they're really isolated in these small apartments. And the only interaction they have is with each other, with the other contestants via this quote unquote social media platform called The Circle in which they can only text each other. And every now and again, they get to see their profile photos in a bio, but that's it. So there's really no way to tell <laughs> if someone's real or not. And that's the catch is you can play as yourself or you can play as, as a fake account or a catfish. And when it's time to vote people out, they do this by ranking each other from the most popular to the least popular. And whoever is the most popular becomes an influencer and then can vote someone out. And so I guess whoever is still there at the end, whoever is still surviving those final rankings and coming out on top as the most popular, they win $100,000. So that's the rundown. That's the show that Lee was on. And in this episode, we do cover what it was like for him to be on the show. But we also talk about what Lee was up to before uh, being on The Circle and what he's up to now, especially now that he's going viral. He's got this huge platform and he's becoming a real influencer, not just within The Circle, but becoming an influencer in real life and meaningfully impacting so many people throughout the world. So we break that down too. How is he building his brand now that The Circle is over and he's got this huge platform and what's it like to go viral so quickly and truly be impacting others? So I'm very excited to share this episode with you today. Today, let's get into it. Here's my interview with Lee Swift, aka River, from season two of Netflix's reality competition show, The Circle. Lee, thank you very much for joining me on Upbeat. I appreciate you. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it being here, Parker. Absolutely. Well, and just to, so, to catch the listeners up, 
I ran into Lee on a new app, Clubhouse, uh, and it was really fun to just get that kind of access to you, you know, after being on the hit TV show on Netflix, The Circle season two, uh, seeing you do an interview there and just getting the opportunity to quote unquote hop on stage and ask you a question. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I, I guess initially, what are your thoughts on Clubhouse and have you gone back to Clubhouse since then? Um, I'm going back to Clubhouse. I have not been on it probably since you and I chatted in there, but I absolutely love the platform. I, I love being able to talk to people and um, a lot of, I met a lot of interesting people there. Um, but unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, I've had a lot of interviews. So I kind of have had to really scale down the social media, except for what I'm really working on directly. But I, I absolutely plan on getting back over there. Awesome. Love to hear it. And we're definitely going to get into that more because I wanted to ask you about how you've been handling uh, the cloud that's come from being on The Circle. But before we do that, I really love starting with story and getting to know the people that are on this show. And I think you're getting asked a lot already about The Circle. And I'd love to get to know the guy behind The Circle contestant, you know, uh, the cast members. So if you don't mind just catching us up, who is Lee Swift? What kind of guy are you? What's life been like? What were you pursuing maybe before uh, you went on the circle? Well, the reality was I was fearful of social media, which sounds strange. Why did I apply for a, a, a game, you know, a reality show about social media? But I loved the first season. My niece and nephew and I, we were in lockdown and it was March of last year and they we didn't, weren't able to see each other. We lived close, but, you know, we were locked down. So they said, Uncle Lee, there's this new show, and we really want you to watch it. So we'd watch an episode, and then we'd Zoom about it. And I just fell in love with all the OGs, as I call them now, the people that played in the first series. And then as a lark in Jan uh, June, I think it was, I saw something pop up as I was scanning, you know, different things on online. And it was about casting, and I thought, I'm just going to go ahead and apply for this thing just as a lark. I was a big fan of reality TV and I thought, oh, I'll just do it. Well, it was a lot of information. I would, you know, you fill out this form and it went on and on and on. And then I sent that on. And then the next thing was send a video. And I was like, I'm done. I turned it off. I went away. Then I started getting emails and I thought they were robot emails, but I, I guess they weren't because in July, about six weeks later, I got this, email and it was very clearly from a person please please we we're very interested so i grabbed my phone i still didn't think anything was going to happen with it and i did about five minutes of a video of things they wanted set it up and the next morning i got a call so that's uh, how i got into the show and you know a little bit about me i'm, I'm a writer you know i've been a writer for years and years full-time writer since uh 2009 i think um but i began writing with my sister who um, we wrote screenplays and, and uh, television scripts. We, we got optioned, but we never had anything made. But we were starting, we were right on the verge with the project that we had. We were in Project Greenlight. We had, and we, you know, we were moving up in that. We went to South by Southwest and placed in a contest for screenwriting. And we had some um, meetings set up in LA. Unfortunately, just a couple of months later, she was diagnosed with cancer and I lost her. So I kind of stopped writing for a while. 
that's a long answer to your question. Who is Lee Swift? Uh, but uh, you know, that's that maybe that helps. <laughs> well, it definitely does. Well, and the thing is with an open-ended question like that is it sets the tone for where we're going to go, which, which I love, but also, um, it's, it really can't like that question. Honestly, we could have a whole episode on just who is Lee Swift and what all have you done so far? What kind of books have you written? Those kinds of things. Sure. Um, and I do want to get into some of that. First of all, just like is writing like your number one passion? And if so, why? And then also maybe some of your favorite things that you've written or some that you've got out. Cause I know you've got some new books out too. So feel free to, to talk about those as well. Sure. Um, Writing is always going to be a part of what I do. Um, I actually, the story that I left off with, which is I stopped writing. I went into corporate America. I met a very good friend of mine, Shayla Black, who has since become a New York Times bestselling author. And she and I would go to lunch and talk about writing. I wasn't writing anything at the time. I said, I'm a collaborator, blah, blah, blah. Well, she kept saying, you need to write something. Finally, she said, you know, there's this new genre, erotic romance for women that's really getting hot. And this was pre Fifty Shades of Grey. And I said, uh, well, I, I'm a gay guy. What what would I know about, you know, erotic romance for women? She said, just write, damn it. So um, <laughs> I wrote the thing. She kind of helped me through it and it sold. <laughs> so that was wow. kind of uh, the start of it. And that's hence the pen name. Uh, I'm contractually not allowed to say what that name is. I've written 39 books under that one. Uh, made, and that's what made me a full-time novelist. I never really wanted to be a novelist. It's it's a lot harder work. To, well, I guess they're all hard, but um, it's very lengthy. You know, you're, you're both the set director and the casting director and you're everything in it, you know. Um, and so uh, I I always like scripts because I, I like having that collaborative energy. So that's really where I'm going back to. I do have a new book out called Gabe's Story, which is a uh, gay romance, it's kind of light. It's not uh, highly erotic. And then uh, the book that I'm very proud of, which actually was optioned a couple times for, for um, through a producer for film was called More Victi's Blood. And so I'm very proud of that one. It's a supernatural thriller. But uh, Wonderful. I'm going to have yeah. to check that out. Well, and you also have another one, I think, that you're planning, right? With uh, based off of what you did on the Circle uh, River story, um, yeah. do you, are you still doing that? I have not had time. I've wrote a few notes about it, um, but I've actually, and this just happened today, to be honest. I'm actually thinking about changing from being a novel and doing uh, a film about it because I think there's enough. Mm meet in this, uh, this character that I created, which is loosely based on my experiences at 24 and then fictionalized for plot and, and driving energy. Um, I think there's a, a movie that could be done. So I think I'm going to make it a script instead of a, a novel that just happened today, by the way, you're the first one I've told that to. That's amazing. Um, and I was going to say, now you've got this in with Netflix, hopefully, right? <laughs> Cross your fingers. <laughs> I've pitched to them before with a producer friend of mine named Gina Goff. She, she just did a film um, called senior moments with William Shatner and um, Christopher Lloyd, Gene, Gene smart. And uh, we've pitched, we've, we've gone in, had meetings uh, with other ideas, but I'm hoping that now that I have a, I'm part of the Netflix family, uh, maybe, maybe they'll pull the trigger on something. I hope. Yeah, that's wonderful. And it's, I mean, 
a lot of what you do, this is what I think is so important to highlight. You're inspiring people. It's not just that, uh, you know, you're, you're a face, you're on TV, uh, you write cool books. It's that you're helping people and there's real impact being had. And so I, I want to ask too, with, with this new kind of skyrocketing experience that you've had with the circle, have you been surprised to, to see the kind of impact, like not just like you've made some people feel kind of cool, but like real impact that you've had, uh, that came from such a kind of upbeat, fun TV show? You know, that's a great question. I have had so many direct messages from people, um, of all strata of, of, of humanity that have, I've had older people saying, well, I, I realize now I don't have to give up on dreams. I've had, uh, LGBTQ people, young people in particular, but all ages that have said, I came out because I was watching you on the series, you know, um, all kinds of, of stories like that, that make me feel really good. I've even had a lot of, believe it or not, straight people that are saying, I don't know any LGBTQ people, but you're making me want to learn more and, and, and help. So I, I'm very proud. I, I don't know why that happened. I'm very happy that it has happened. And then a lot of people are just saying, I love your positivity and, you know, your outlook on life. And so that's good. You know, that's good for me. It is. Well, and I think you really brought, I mean, there were obviously all the other contestants did this too. I think this, the circle does a great job with their casting, but um, you really brought like this inclusive, upbeat, happy attitude to the circle as did a lot of the other contestants. And I think it's cool too, just, I mean, uh, you're in Dallas, Texas and you're gay and um, I am in Boise, Idaho. I'm a straight guy who leans conservative, but like it brings everyone a breath of fresh air when they watch a TV show where everybody's there and there's no bickering for the most part. I mean, Terralisha and Savannah, that kind of stuff, but, <laughs> yeah. but for, the most, for the most part, it was just people getting along and having fun, which is what the world needs more of. Sure, sure. And I think the LGBTQ uh, or diversity is not a, a liberal or conservative issue. I mean, I think, I think a lot of people try to make that, but I, especially people your age, they don't see it that way. There are, you know, there are definitely political leanings one way or the other, but I think young people are not looking at that anymore. They look at conservative for other issues, not who somebody is. And I think for me, being in the circle and, and being around all those young people, I, I really am very hopeful for the future because I think, I think we're going to go in a good place because you guys are going to be holding the reins, you know, honestly. Well, hopefully, and, uh, <laughs> you know, you sharing your story of applying, I was kind of laughing through that. We'll have to clip some of it, but I was kind of laughing through that because I am currently in that boat where I applied and not completely. I started the application. It yes. got to the video part. I was like, ah, eh, no. <laughs> and, oh my I, gosh. and I literally stopped. And then um, I got an email, which seems like an automated email. That's like, hey, like we noticed you stopped in the middle of your application. Like keep going. And I haven't done it. Um, and so now I'm just like, dang, okay, I need to, I need to complete that. <laughs> because yes, you that's, do. Literally, that's literally what you did. <laughs> that's my exact story. Yes, exactly. So you definitely should do it. 
Yeah, I've got to I've got to hop on that. Um, what would you say to people who, and this is definitely me asking for me and anyone okay. else who might be feeling the same, but what would you say to people who maybe have this like deep um, insecurity or fear and of like going on the show and putting themselves on blast like that? Well, it's not for everybody. I mean, because you are being filmed twenty four seven. And, uh, and then when you, you're putting your image in the control of the editors, the producers, the directors, and you're, you're hoping they present a, a good story because they're only able to use such a fraction of, of what you have. But for me, it has been all upside. You know, I was nervous going in, we were in COVID. I was nervous about that. I was, I was, I was nervous about being around young people, but I've got forever friends out of this show. I've, and also this huge platform has been given to me. I had Parker, I had like, I think 109 Instagram followers and now I have 110,000 as of this uh, recording. So I'm like, you know, and that's in like four weeks or something. So it's, it's a really plus on that point. I will say, go ahead, just do it. If somebody's interested in doing it, just do it for the exercise of you. You put a lot of personal stuff down. I'm sure you know all, on all that stuff. And it makes you focus on who you are and think about that. And then the video, uh, you know, you're kind of giving yourself an image. But there's a lot of people applying. So the odds are really slim. Do it for the fun. And if it happens and you strike lightning, be thankful for that because that's, that's what I feel, you know, and they're great. They're great people. And, and know that it's a long process. You're going to be called and talked to if, if they, if you move forward uh, and just have fun with it. Hashtag JFTF. Yeah, that's right. That's, I live by just, that. I live just, by it. Man. Just for the fun. That's right. <laughs> Love it. Absolutely. Love it. And you mentioned, you know, again, the skyrocketed growth, like how has it been, you know, with the overwhelming DMs going from probably not having as many DMs to having tons of DMs. Almost no DMs. <laughs> you maybe <laughs> one and it's usually from a relative, you know? <laughs> so, uh, uh, it, I am, I am reading every single DM because I don't want to miss anything. Uh, I can't respond. I mean, it's too many. I can't respond to everybody. I try to, I, I try to, especially in the beginning, um, that's becoming more and more difficult, but I am responding to a lot. I, I spend at least four hours a day just reading messages because I think it's important to be connected and people are taking the time to send me something. And I know how I feel when I send something and I know it's going into a black hole, you know, somebody that's a celebrity that I like um, saying I'm a celebrity so weird anyway, but, um, but somebody I like, and I know they have a, a huge number of followers, probably not going to respond. Um, if they do, I'm just so elated. So I, I want to do that if I can for as many people as I can. Yeah. Well, that says a lot about you. I know a lot of people are like, oh, great. Like I've got this cloud and it's not, I'm not referring to other circle contestants, but just people who get that growth oftentimes goes right to their head. They're not really about the fans. They're just like, woohoo, yeah. I made it. I got the blue check mark. And so it yeah. says a lot about you to be able to have that desire to want to respond to everyone. Uh, you probably already know this, but I'll give you a quick kind of tip if you're, if you're cool with that. <laughs> I'm, uh, I will take any tips, believe me. I didn't know this for the longest time. I don't know how it's how long it's been there, but Instagram has uh, a microphone button in the message where you can do voice memos. And so I don't actually type almost at all in any of my DMs. I just do a fast voice memo 
um, say, oh yeah, hey, thanks so much. That means the world to me. I hope you're having a great day. And doing something that fast, I mean, it's like a cameo too, because basically um, it's more meaningful to the viewer anyway, when they get a message that was you speaking to them. And so there's like that deeper connection and it's easier and faster for you. You know, I've done some of the voice memos, but I didn't even think about the speed of it because I've done it because I felt like I, I had more to say than just a, a, a typed message. But you're right. I could just great tip. Taking it away. Taking it away. It's great. <laughs> Fantastic. Love it. Awesome. Sounds good. Yeah, I hope it helps. Uh, it helps me. And I definitely don't have the amount of DMs that you're probably getting. So if it helps me, hopefully it helps you as well. And then, yeah, we haven't talked a ton about the circle yet. I do want to I do want to share a little bit more about that with those listening in. And maybe if people haven't checked it out, like I'm a huge fan. I watched it with my mom. Uh, you, by the way, were our favorite contestant. Oh, so thank you. Um, it's amazing that uh, I was able to get you here for the podcast. So thank you for your time. Um, but if people haven't checked it out, like go watch The Circle. If you've never seen it, watch season one and season two. It is a great TV show on Netflix. Uh, and so Lee, I'd love to get your experience. Like overall, like if you, I mean, I'm sure there's so much to say, but just real briefly, like what was kind of the process like and overall, what was your experience like with The Circle? Do we want to steer clear of spoilers since some people probably haven't seen it? I mean, we can do um, that. We Which, could whatever try to you do say. that. Okay, yeah. we'll try to do that. Okay. <laughs> um, so the show, for those that don't know, it's really kind of a social media experiment with $100,000 at the end. Um, what happens is you come in, you're in an apartment by yourself, no, but no interaction with anybody on a physical IRL, which I now know what that is in, in real, real life. life. <laughs> yeah. You are by yourself and uh, you are interacting through this interface called the circle, which is just a text based chat interface. And, uh, and you're getting to know the other contestants and how you figure out who the winner is, is every so often you have this time you're, you're going to rank people and you're going to put them one to one to uh, the bottom and the top people that get the most votes as the number one, number two positions end up being the ones that make the decision, two of them, they're called influencers. And then they decide who goes home. So I came in thinking, you know, I wanted to kind of be in the middle. I didn't want to be up at the top. I'm a big reality uh, fan. And so I know on all the other shows that are competition based like this, you don't want to get way high right at first because you'll burn out. And so that's what, uh, what I did. I tried to stay in the middle, tried to make sure everybody was good. I grabbed two people to be in my alliance who I went through, you know, that they were the ride or die for me. And uh, the hardest part for me was playing this catfish as a 24-year-old uh, when I'm 58, you know. And I came in guns barreling. I studied. I thought about it just kind of like when I write a character. I I go deep into backstory and where their mind is and what makes them tick. I did the same with, with River. And uh, I didn't realize I was kind of creating me in a lot of ways but uh, at 24. But that's sort of what I did. I, the experience, Parker, was life-changing, amazing. Uh, I, would do, I would do it again. If they, if they ever want me back for any reason, I would come back. I'd even, you know, I'd even be the person that uh, delivers the little food at the door when, when they ask <laughs> for it. I mean, I had that much fun. 
That's so incredible. And it might be kind of hard to to completely steer away from from uh, the spoilers <laughs> we're going into this yeah. conversation because like I did want to ask some other questions and I'm like, wait, can I? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe um, if, if they haven't watched it, this is the night, you know, put it on pause and come back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is the, this is the warning that there might be some spoilers. Um, but even, you know, even if there are spoilers, it's still so such good, such quality entertainment. Oh my goodness. The kind of the way that the, the show pieces everything together, it's hilarious it's emotional. It's all of all of the emotions you can feel. Um, so it's yeah. a great show, and you bring up something really interesting too. Just how you started the chat. I mean, you you were playing as a catfish. Um, you were playing as uh, River, which I don't think that's his real name. It, the guy that no, you played. No. Um, it's Doke Rap is his name. Doke D O D O A K. Wow, such his- a cool name. Yeah. And a cool guy. I mean, I've had people ask me, are you guys really friends? We really are friends. In fact, we're going to do an appearance together this Saturday. So yeah, we're buddies and uh, you can follow him. It's Avengers underscore assemble 21 on Instagram. I can't remember his TikTok. It's different, but love love his handle. (laughs) I do too. I think, you know, he's just cool, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, But it's interesting. You were playing as him. Um, and you started channel like, a, I don't know how to say this. I mean, a younger version of yourself, but maybe even just like a, a deeper kind of inner version of yourself. And you, there's like a lot of self-reflection taking place. And I do think that that happens to a lot of the contestants, especially the ones playing as catfish. They start to still play as themselves, even through their catfish. So it's interesting, this social experiment, how eventually in some way, everyone is playing as themselves. Um, they're not, they can't like keep up the manipulativeness. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think that's true. I think, um, to, especially if you're going to go far, you, some of your own personality is going to, uh, get into that character. I do think in reality, as I've learned more about social media, everybody catfishes a little, we always put forth our best, um, our best foot, you know, we all, you know, and I guess we do that in social interactions in person, but we're all, it's a little, we're all kind of working on our image, making sure it's good. But I think if you have authenticity behind that, you know, if you put on a little makeup or you watch what you say just a little bit, just to be appropriate, I think that's fine, but let yourself out on social media. And uh, I think you'd be surprised how many people you can connect with. Yeah, that's very true. Cause I'm sure a question you've been asked a lot is, do you think, things would have changed very, very much if you played as yourself and not as a catfish. And that kind of is reflective in the answer you just gave or or the insight you just shared. Um, we'd be, we'd all be surprised how, how drawn people are to us just by being ourselves. Yeah, I definitely learned that. I, you know, the John character, spoiler coming in, uh, as an older gentleman, gay gentleman, psychic Santa, (laughs) I wasn't that. But I, I, I kind of did pause and thought, wait a second, you know, everybody's embracing him. And so why couldn't I have come in as myself? Now, it would have been a totally different kind of game, I think, if I'd come in my, myself. Um, but I think I might have gone, I don't know, but I think I might have been okay. But I sure had fun being River. So, you know, I wouldn't change what I did, but it does... It does make me pause for a minute and say, you know, maybe I could have done just as well or even better if I'd come in as myself. 
Yeah. Well, and who knows? I mean, it is only season two and they've already brought people back in some way or another. So right, sure. um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of TV to be made still <laughs> and, and who knows what could happen, um, which would be amazing. You brought up some other good points. I just wanted to ask about because we are a podcast where so many people listening are creators, they're creatives, they're entrepreneurs, they're pursuing their side hustles, starting their businesses, working from home, trying to get, you know, growth on social media. Maybe I'm not even allowed to ask this question. You can tell me if I'm not, but with agreeing to be on a TV show like The Circle, do you still have a lot of freedom to pursue your own endeavors or do you have to be kind of attached to the circle from here on out? You know, of course there's a contract, but no, I, I've, I'm already doing my side hustles. I've sold some t-shirts of my drawings, you know, and, and that's actually, I'm shocked at how many people want that of the other players, you know, cause they're silly drawings, but people apparently, and I'm talking to young people are thinking, Oh, these are so cool. I'm like, okay. You know, I, who knew? Um, but I'm doing all kinds of things. Um, I think, you know, of, of course there are limitations for a little bit, I, you know, other TV shows and things like that. But yeah, I feel very uh, free to do what I want to do. And uh, if I, if I step out of, if, you know, if I start coloring outside the lines, I'm sure Netflix will say, Hey, wait a second, <laughs> but they're very generous. They've been very kind and uh, a great partner, you know, and studio Lambert, who, who was the production company have been amazing. Awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. I see that's something I really respect. Uh, I I went viral. I, I don't know if you know this about me, but I went viral in 2015 beatboxing with a McDonald's cup and it went on to get over a billion views on Facebook, which was insane. Oh and my God. so I got a McDonald's commercial. I had a bunch of TV appearances. I had America's Got Talent recruiting me, The Voice recruiting me. And some of those things went through, some of those things didn't go through, but that's because with contracts and stuff, like it can get kind of messy. And I really love that with the circle, these influencers are turning into influencers in real life, not just in the circle. And they're able to pursue those, those endeavors that they want to do and kind of use the circle as a, as a springboard for lack of better words to skyrocket into that which I think is awesome. And then, yeah, <laughs> your art, man. <laughs> um, that was that was actually my question to you in that clubhouse room originally. I don't know if you remember, but I was basically asking, like, you did so many art projects during your time on The Circle. Like, what was your favorite? That was my question. Um, yeah. And it was just, I think a lot of people at home resonated with that, especially during lockdown. Like, what do I do at home, you know? And so people loved what you were doing. Well, I, I had to, you know, like you said, we all went through lockdown. Uh, let's see. I learned how to bake banana bread. Uh, and I think uh, millions of other people did as well. Uh, I was supposed to exercise and lose weight. Didn't do that very well. I mean, I'd have a day or two and do it, you know, I'd, whatever. It was more fun ba baking banana bread. Um, I did all kinds of things and it was kind of natural, I guess, because I'd already gone through that. Uh, as opposed to the first season, you know, they they went in when they were filming, there was no lockdown. So this uh, probably harder on them than it was on us because we'd all been through it. And so uh, I, I did the art projects primarily because, you know, on the circle, on the screen, the uh, pictures of my other castmates, 
they're only up there for a short amount of time, you know, before a circle chat or whatever, something's going on. And then the rest of the time, it's the circle going around, around, around. And so I wanted to stay engaged mentally on the game. And that's how I started. I drew all their, uh, you know, I drew all of them. And then I decided, wait, I want to keep thinking about this all the time. I mean, I'm obsessive. Let's just be honest. And so that's why I made the ducks and the catfish that went in the bathroom. And then I thought, I need something in the bedroom. So I had storm clouds and, and sun, sons, you know, whoever was my in my good graces got to be a sun and who wasn't got to be a storm cloud. And so, you know, I was doing that kind of stuff. And it was fun. You know, it was it did pass the time. You know, there is some downtime. So it was fun to do that. Yeah. Well, and just again, for the listeners, there's so many neat little insights about the circle that you can find on other podcasts and YouTube videos, looking up fun interviews with Lee and some of the other contestants. I mean, fun facts, like the show is only two weeks. It's filmed not in the US, like so many different little things like that, that you can look up and it's absolutely amazing. Um, I'm wondering, did I just literally just popped in my mind with Chloe coming onto the circle, she was on another show. Um, before I think it was called Too Hot to Handle, right? Um, you're now on the circle, but maybe one day you go on another show. Like, if there is there another show that you'd want to go on, like Survivor or Big Brother or something like that? Parker, I'm a huge reality TV fan, you know, and I couldn't go on any dating shows because you know I am <laughs> happily married. Of 33 years, will be in September. Uh, we've been together. And, uh, but yeah, I would do I, whatever, whoever wants to call, call me. Cause I, I had such a great experience. I, I, I love big brother. I love survivor. I loved, uh, I love, I, I love the challenge, you know, just go on and on now physically. I don't know how many, you know, there's more physical in all of those than in the circle, but, uh, yeah, I would, I definitely try anything. You know, it's worth well, it. Well, I to could me. totally see you on Big Brother. I, well, first of all, I'm a huge fan of all those shows too, especially Survivor. My whole life I've watched that. But I could totally see you on Big Brother. I'd vote for you every week to be like the fan favorite or whatever. That would be awesome. And you're strategic. Awesome. You're strategic. And I think that you'd, you'd kill it. So again, cross our fingers. Uh, I have one more kind of commonality thing I wanted to just talk about before we get into this last little kind of fast questions thing that I do. Okay. Um, NSYNC was a huge part of my life and my upbringing um, because I I was drawn to Justin Timberlake's beatboxing. He's the first person I ever saw do beatboxing and that's what I wanted to do from nine years old and on. And so, um, when Lance Bass, <laughs> the picture of him came on the show, I guess, spoiler alert, right? Sorry, that was an alert yeah. after the, yeah. the blowing it, but... Um, when he, uh, when his photo was on the show or whatever, I was like, come on, like I'd, I'd instantly think catfish. I'd instantly think like the real Lance is not there. It blew my mind that Chloe was like, who's that? <laughs> Cause yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, this is Lance Bass. This is huge. But what was it like? Uh, I know since, you know, being on the show, you've become closer with Lisa who was on the show and who played as Lance. And you've been able to meet Lance and go out with him and with your husband. Yeah. So what has all that been like? It's been fantastic. Let me tell you why I believed it was Lance. Cause I've had this okay. question. Yeah, perfect. And I want to, I want to make that clear because everybody <laughs> else did not, all my other, uh, all my other castmates really kind of knew, 
And I, when his picture popped up, I'm a fan and, and, you know, I'm a fan of him. I like the boy bands, of course, you know, uh, but I was really a fan of him from, he was on Sirius XM. He has a podcast, you know, and, and I love the discussions that he had about all kinds of things, whether it be pop culture, politics, whatever. He had a great group. It was fun to listen to. Uh, that's where I really became a hardcore fan. When it popped up, I knew that he was a, I, this is my thought process. He loves reality TV, just like I do. We're in COVID lockdown, so he may not have a lot going on. And it's a short amount of time to commit to. And they and Netflix can't use his image without his permission. So I was just sitting there. That's all the thinking I had. And, and then I thought, hey, um, I could take him all the way to the end. And nobody's going to give him the money. Yeah, no one's going to so, vote for him. <laughs> so that's one less person I have to beat. So that was my whole strategy and thinking. I should have thought, hey, it could have been somebody that knew him like Lisa. But it just never occurred to me. I really believed in hook, line, and sinker. And then yeah. meeting him, meeting him, uh, amazing person. He's just, he's warm and, and charming. His husband's Michael is incredible and very talented in his own right and uh, hope to get to see them again. Um, Stephen and I both thought they were uh, adorable, wonderful. That's so cool. And Lisa, I don't know her, never met her, but I could just tell she's a saint. <laughs> she's a, She's got to be so cool. She is everything you can imagine. Just uh, she is so genuine, so sweet. And, uh, you know, I adore her and would do anything for her. She's great. And go check out her new podcast. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. I hope you don't mind me saying that, but she's got a new podcast and I think she's going to crush it. Not at all. Yeah. No, I, uh, I was going to ask you after we stopped recording, but I, but I was going to ask you, um, I mean, some way to connect with her because I'd love to have her as a guest and then put her podcast on blast and see if I can't get her some of some shared listenership. I think that would be incredible. Um, she's got two episodes out right now and I went and checked them both out with you and with Jack and they were very, very good. And she's, uh, I didn't know this about her, but you, I learned from you that she was on some of those radio shows. And so she's, She's seasoned, she's good at being a personality, and she's fun and easy to listen to. So people should definitely check it out because it's a blast. I will make that happen. I will do an introduction for you and her because <laughs> I think you guys would hit it off great. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Lee. I appreciate you. I've got this last little segment that I call the upbeat seat, and it's just a few kind of faster questions. But to okay. start it off, Lee, what makes you upbeat? I think it's hashtag JFTF. I try every day to do something just for the fun because life, you know, you, you, we've got chores, we got our work, we got all kinds of things we're driving and striving for and, and, and then negative things, you know, we may have somebody in the hospital or whatever, but each and every day I take at least five minutes to do something that's just for fun. It could be listening to my favorite song. It could be eating dessert before dinner, whatever it is, silly fun. And I've tried to do that my whole life. And I think it's made my life a little lighter and a little more fun. Yes. I love that. Okay. Who's your number one influencer inspiration? You know, uh, Kalen Allen, uh, which I don't know if people know who he is, but Ellen is the one who discovered him. He's a young gay guy. So funny. She's put him on her channel. Um, I listen to him. I, I, I watch him every day. 
because he makes me smile. You know, he's funny and warm and uh, it's, it's like my cup of coffee in the morning. I got to see what he's doing. So yeah, he's my number one. So cool. Uh, what music do you listen to to stay upbeat? You know, <laughs> spoiler, here comes uh, Jay-Z, 100 Problems. Is, no, I'm just oh. <laughs> But a bro no. ain't one. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a major fail. Um, no, I like everything. I'm more into pop music, honestly. Uh, you know, Taylor Swift, Dua Lipa, uh, Harry, Harry Styles, all of them, you know, anything that's upbeat. But I like everything. You know, I enjoy uh, everything. A little known fact, I was in radio uh, for 13 years and I was I did country music, which I really wasn't a big fan of country music until I did that. And let me tell you, when I was in radio, there was no satellite radio. So that's how long ago it was. But I was lucky I got to meet Garth Brooks and, and uh, got to meet the Judds and lots of lots of great artists. So um, Tim McGraw. So it's been fun. And so I missed the, I missed that. I listen to a little country, listen to everything. Yeah. Well, that's crazy because I did radio kind of for like two years, um, not actual radio. I did their social media, but it was for four different radio stations. One of them wow. was country and I didn't. I'm, I wasn't huge into country, but then I did an internship in Nashville, Tennessee, where I was like, oh, now country is like amazing in my mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally convinced yeah. me. And I've had some podcast guests. I had Rich Redmond. He was the drummer uh, with Jason Aldean. And it's oh, just cool. been amazing. To, I mean, I like the country community. I didn't, didn't know it for a long time, but I do. <laughs> so same yeah. kind of vibe there. Yeah, and it's funny, you get around country uh, musicians and you realize they like all kinds of music too. You know, people think they're all in this little, you know, uh, silo, but they're musicians first and they love all kinds of genres. So, yeah, I like them a lot. Awesome. Uh, do you have any favorite TV shows right now? I guess other than The Circle. <laughs> the Circle. You know, I've only watched it once and I don't think I'll ever watch it again. <laughs> you know, no, I'll watch season one for sure. And, and and when the new season comes out, I'll watch that. No, um, yeah, I, I uh, uh, as far as a scripted show, I like The Equalizer with Queen Latifah. She's amazing in that. I'm watching that. And then there's another show called Debris. I've been watching that and, and I like it because I, I have, again, like my music, I like a variety of kind of uh, TV shows. And then I'm watching The Crown again on Netflix <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I love Bridgerton. So give them a shout out for a little bit for the for the Netflix series because they're they're great, too. So awesome. Uh, OK, last one here. What is your favorite word? Favorite word is, uh, see, this is where I, you know, cause I have, I have fourth graders and stuff, you know, I do like the <laughs> F word. It, it just has a, it, there's moments when you, and see, I have to say F word here cause I don't want to mess up, but um, there's moments when that's the best word, you know, it just does nothing, nothing beats that sometimes. Now my yeah. great grandmother, it was, uh, it was, uh, S-H-I-T. She would, you know, she, that was her <laughs> F word back in the day. But, yeah. And I remember her doing that. But she said, I never swear. I never swear. But she would say that when she was frustrated. So You know, that yeah. reminds me, and I'll just say it here. I'll make a quick exception. Uh, <laughs> I, my grandma, when I was growing up, she she would say, do you know why your eyes are brown? <laughs> I'd be like, why? And she'd be like, because you're full of shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
and and those are so those are precious moments. I mean, it's so fun, so fun. That's yeah, great. Absolutely. Okay, so I'm sure everyone could find you, but where uh, would you like to send people uh, to connect with you to to see your merch to see what you've got going on? Um, the best way, I mean, I'm mainly on Instagram because I'm kind of ma- I'm learning each platform one at a time. I'm on all of them. But if you go to Lee Swift author, that's really the name I use wherever I'm at. So if I'm on that one, on the TikTok, <laughs> on the on the clubhouse, whatever, that's that's usually what it is. It's Lee Swift author. And you should be able to find me. Cool. And it works for your website too, LeeSwiftAuthor.com um, right. or LSwift.com. I think you've got a few domains working for you, which is cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, Okay. Awesome. Well, what is next? This is what we'll close with, but what's next for, for Lee Swift? I'm, I'm excited to follow you and, and see what's coming up. Thank you, Parker. I appreciate it. Um, I'm, I'm trying to embrace social media and, and people are calling me an influencer. So I'm like, okay, I'm trying to embrace. What does that mean? What can I do to help people? Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm going to start a YouTube channel and slash podcast, you know, probably dual cast them. Um, that's, that's kind of what I'm doing. And then on the writing front, I am, I am working on ideas because I really do want to, uh, I've had such a good experience with Netflix. I'd love for them to buy something that I write, That that's what I'd love to do. So that's what I'm doing. Well, it's going to happen. You're, you're speaking it into the universe now. I, it's going to happen. <laughs> I believe Sweet. it. I believe it. Well, I'm going to close with beatboxing your name real quick, and I'll okay. It might chop, I'm it, it might chop chop out because of Zoom, but I'll record it here and make sure I send you the clip. <laughs> Please do. I'm so excited. This is Lee Swift. Lee Swift. Oh my God. I love it. Oh my God. That's so cool. That's so you fun. Are, you are so freaking talented. That's amazing. I think the circle might be able to use a beatboxer. <laughs> you know what? Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I think that's awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on Upbeat, Lee. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me, Parker. It's been an absolute blast. So there you have it, my interview with Lee Swift. And of course, we'd love to connect with you. You can find me on my website, parkercane.co, parkercane.co, and Lee on his website, leeswiftauthor.com, leeswiftauthor.com. If you enjoyed the episode, guys, or got value from this episode, then please share it with a friend and leave an upbeat review. Or if you're watching this from the website or from YouTube, then leave a comment down below and let us know what you got from this episode. That is always super appreciated. You guys are the best. I'll see you next week. This is Upbeat with beatboxer, musician, speaker, and show host, Parker K. Subscribe at parkerk.co.